your kingdom. In your wonderful name, amen. Well, again, guys, thank you for being with us here. If you weren't here earlier, my name is James Rios. I am the Life Groups Pastor here at Westover. And basically, my job is really to get you guys plugged in uh, into this in, in, into a smaller group, a smaller setting, just to help you further along in your faith journey. So, um, But today, I have the opportunity and the privilege just to share with you just a few words uh, before we, 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 we dismiss. And... Um, I don't know about you, but as we go through on our week, there's some times where we expect certain things to go on. We usually start off our week, I know I do, I start off my week full of excitement, full of passion. I know I started off my year that way. I was like, man, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to get things started, to, to do some change, to, to have some consistency. And just there was different goals I had in my life. And But just recently, if you're like me, just recently I just had, I, 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 I kind of had a downward slide. Uh, there were some things that happened in, during the past few weeks in, in my life that, that, that kind of caused me to, to my, my heart to kind of just be heard. And my passion kind of dwindle. And the fire that I usually have to kind of die out. And, and uh, people were noticing, hey, what, what's wrong with him? What, what, what's going on? Why, 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 why is he behaving certain ways? And there were just certain things that I needed to process within my heart. But God has a certain way of knowing exactly what you need. I was, I was reading the Bible. that Maybe I need to get deeper into God's word. And I would open the Bible and I would read and, and I would just get something out of it. Still kind of feeling kind of just kind of raw, kind of just, just kind of passionless. Anyone, anyone been there with me? Anyone just know that? And, then, and like even just during your week as it gets started, something happens by midweek. Whether we get tired, whether we, we, we just we, we hear a, a word from someone where someone kind of discourages us. And we just kind of get down and we kind of just kind of, kind of hide and back up. So if, as most of you know, I have a pretty, a pretty big family and, and most of my kids are on social media. So it, they, they just post our life out to everybody. So if you're following any one of my kids or my wife or myself or whatever on any of the, of, the, of the social media things, you know that our daughter Brielle, who's our oldest, just came home from school. We went out to Springfield. We're like, yes, taking a long road trip to pick her up and bring her home. And I'm thinking, well, this is going to be a good time to relax and still kind of feeling kind of down. But yesterday, yesterday, it was a, we had a great moment, just a great moment of being with my kids. We went to Jason's Deli, had some good stuff, loved Jason's Deli, got home, and my kids just, my kids kind of knew something was wrong with dad. And, um, and it was just funny, it was just a good moment to have all five of my kids kind of sitting around the living room tape, uh, the living room sofa, just hanging out and being right there. And they did kind of the oddest thing. They started taking out their phones, and they're like, oh, here we go. They're on their phones. And they started sorting through all these videos and pictures and, that they had taken of, of our family. And they were showing funny pictures. They were showing crazy videos of them scaring me while I'm asleep in the car. And they're just showing different things. That, and we're just starting to laugh and reminisce and enjoy the moments. And, man, I hadn't laughed like that in, in a while. I know my kids were laughing, but I just really hadn't just just laughed and just reflected on, on, on time gone by. And, and that really just recharged my heart to really spend time with my kids, for them to, to, to make me laugh and just to find that joy once again and to see them laughing and seeing just the quirky and the weird things that my kids do and that I do and that my wife does. And, you know, my wife's like, you better not post that. You know, like we're, it's, it's there. It's saved. I don't know if it's blackmail. I don't know what it's going to be, but it's there, you know. So we're so ex And so that just really filled my heart. So as I was preparing for this, for this sermon, uh, there was a verse in Ephesians that really stuck out, that really stuck out as I reflected. And, and this, this, this sermon is entitled, Making the Most of It, or Make the Most of It. 
And I know a lot of times we, 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 we go through life and, and we kind of, kind of just go through the motions of, of this world. And, and, we, and we just kind of just do the ordinary and do the regular. But God has called us to live an, an, an extraordinary life, to make the most of every moment. So in the book of Ephesians, Paul is really just talking to, talking to the church in Ephesus about uh, this section of his letter about how to live the Christian life. And he's talking about the things that are there in this world, the things that are bringing people down. And he's just kind of uh, talking about evil and all the stuff that's going on. But there's a verse in, in, in chapter 5, verse 15. If you have your Bibles, you can take turn there. You can put it on the, check out your Westover app. But I want you to make note of this. It's just a very simple verse. It says this. It says, be careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. If you have a pen, if you have a a, a print Bible, underline that, circle that. That is really where I kind of want us to focus, is that we need to make the most of all of our time. We need to make the most of of, of the time that God's given us because we have just one life. And even right now, I have eight minutes to say, to give you a sermon. So I got to make the most of my time time. And that's the deal is that God knows that, that if we just become very intentional about the time that we're given, we can make a big impact. Because sometimes we let the people, people's words bring us down and our thought processes begin to take place and our thoughts begin to, begin to think of ourselves less. And we begin to do damage to ourselves because we've allowed people to take over. And, and by doing that, we kind of ignore our destiny. We, we ignore the purpose that God has for us. And what I want to encourage you with, if, if, if you take away nothing from here, if you just enjoy the, the, the baptism, which is great, but the one line, the one big idea I want you to grab hold, that I think if you just really let that just simmer in your mind throughout the week and throughout the rest of your week this week, and maybe even your year, that if you really hold on to it, it can change the trajectory of your life. And the big idea is this, is this, your destiny is not a matter of chance, but of choice. And I was thinking, your destiny, your purpose is not a matter of chance. It's of choice. And people think, oh, I'm just going to just do, I'm just going to just, j- just go with the flow and see what happens. And that's not what it is. God has a specific purpose and a specific destiny for you. And it's not about chance. It's really about the choices we make. It's the things that go on in our mind. And I could have really had a real big setback by letting all these words and these criticisms and all these things kind of flood my mind and get down, doubting the call that God has for me, doubting, the, doubting my, my parenting skills, my husband's skills, doubting anything that I have in mind, I could start doubting and just really, just say, you know what, I'll just be fine doing whatever else. It doesn't matter. And that's not me fulfilling God's purpose. It all starts in our mind and our thoughts, and it all starts with the choice. So some of the, so there's just a few things I kind of want to help you just reflect on as you move on throughout your week that hopefully this will kind of, kind of re, refocus your, 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 your vision, refocus your purpose. So one of the things that we really kind of need to focus on is that who you are matters. You matter to God. Who you are matters. Who you are in character, who you are as a person. There's, Pastor Jim mentioned in, on Sunday there's a book of Numbers. In book of Numbers, it shows that there's no one that's, that's, that, that's, that's not counted. God knows you specifically. God knows you by name. He created you. In the, in, in, in the Bible, it says this. It says in Philippians, it says, not that I have not taken already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of the... Take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. There's something God created you for. There's something that God created you for, for you to grab on. There's a purpose. In Psalms 139.1, it says, you, you have searched me. That means God. God has, 
David says, God has searched me, and he knows me, and he knit me together in my mother's room. God knows you specifically. Every detail about you, God knows you. Why? Because you matter. No matter what anyone says, no matter what criticisms, no matter what people tell you, it could have been parents, it could be teachers, it could be bosses, it could be people of special influence to you. You have to remember that you matter. Who you are matters to God. And, and, and if I could take away just a line from my kids' pasture days, from Bob the Tomato, God made you special, and he loves you very much. And it's true. That's a timeless truth. There's nothing that, that, that can dispute that. God made you specifically, and he made you special, and he loves you very much. Number two, the second thing I want you to remember is that what you do matters. What you do, how you live your life, what you do in the world around you. Um, I remember there was times when people would say, oh, we're celebrating, you know, we're celebrating certain people. We're celebrating moms, or, you know, we're celebrating people who work and things like that. And people, I remember there was, a one, there was one time that um, my wife, they, they said, hey, we're celebrating those who work. And my wife stayed at home for 13 years with all of our kids until they all went to school. And that was a blessing in itself. And I said, sweetheart, don't let anyone tell you you're a non-working mom just because you stay at home. You raised all of our you raised all of our five kids for 13 years. You are a working mom. And she was just, she was so happy that I said that. And I was like, man, I was just mega points. I was great. I was so excited. She got, I mean, she gave me kisses all over. It was great. So it was wonderful. So that was just a mega point. But that's the thing is that what you do matters. Those formative years of my kids being in our home, my wife spent that time talking with them and encouraging them and loving them and teaching them. And there was times when she would doubt who she was and what she did if she had any purpose. But what what she did for those 13 years for my kids, I could never trade because she poured into them. She, she loved them. She, 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 she discipled them to raise them up to be godly young kids that they, as, as they're growing up now. That's a great thing. So what you do matters. What you do, what you do in your classroom, what you do at school, what you do at work, in your cubicle, how you drive, how you look at someone when they pass you and they cut you off, all those things. What you do matters because we are a reflection of who God is. In Matthew 5, 16, it says, therefore, in the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. What you do matters. People want to know that God is real. Everything we do in this life matters. My son, Andrew, love him. My kids always get up sick. I talk about him all the time. He's my only son. I get to do that, right? So the bottom line is, is that Andrew, there's one thing that he does. He's been doing it since he could draw. Every time there's someone's birthday, he draws a picture, and, he, and sometimes he'll draw a picture of that person, or he'll, draw a spe, he'll, he'll ask, what do they like, and he'll draw a picture, and that's what he does, and that's what he's known, and, that's what he, and he's showing that, hey, and when he doesn't do it, people are like, hey, where's my picture? Where's my picture? They want to know, they, they, they wanna know that they, that, 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 and that makes him feel good because he knows that what he does matters to people, and so that, so remember, who you are matters, what you do matters, but also who matters to you? That's the big question. How are you going to affect those people who matter to you? Now, we, we know as believers we're supposed to love everyone and we're supposed to, like, we got to care about everybody in this world, all 3.5 billion people. I don't know how many there are, but whatever it is, we have to love them all. True. But who is in your circle of influence? We can't reach everyone. But God has placed you at a specific time, at a specific place, and a specific reason for you to touch someone's life. Who are those that matter to you? Like I said, my wife, my wife, you know, she, she, she invests in the lives of my kids. My son, Andrew, again, love him. My son, 
when, 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 when my wife was pregnant with my son, I said, God, just give me a, give me a boy. Please. I can't deal with any more girls. Sorry, ladies. And I said, and I said God, but I described him perfectly. And the one thing, I'll never forget that to everybody. I said, the one thing I prayed for is that he would bring peace to our home. Because our girls were just crazy. Sorry. They're watching this. It's going to be, Daddy. But so my son will always do something funny or odd to kind of calm the mood. Well, my son, um, years ago, I was, I was doing some studying, getting ready for a, a, a sermon, and just really kind of stressed and really just pouring over it. And my son, seeing me stressed, walks into my office. And there's, my wife has a picture of me, him actually climbing on my back and just putting his head on my head. And he says, Daddy, knock, knock. I'm like, son, I don't have time. He's like, Daddy, knock, knock. I said, who's there? He says, cash. I said, cash who? He's like, no, thank you. I prefer peanuts. And so I'm just like, and that just really just broke me and just helped me relax and just really, just really allow God to speak to my heart. And, my, and, God, and he did that because I mattered to him. Who matters to you? Who needs a smile on their face? Who needs to be encouraged? Who needs to be encouraged to take their next step in their faith, next step in baptism, next step? Who, who can you pour into in, in your group, in a Bible study? Who are those people? When you're getting down, if you're kind of tired and frustrated this week, remember those three things. Who you are matters. What you do, no matter how, how menial the task, it matters. Do it with excellence. Do it with purpose. Do it as you're glorifying the Lord. Scripture says that in everything you do, in word and in deed, do it all for God. And remember, do it, find those who matter to you and impact their life. But the, big, the one big thing is this, is that remember, your destiny is not by chance, it's by choice. And the one big choice you can make today is this, if you've never done it before, if you've never said, Jesus, come into my life. I want my life to matter for something bigger. You may be successful, you may, you may have it all, but there's still a choice that you have to make. And the choice for your destiny is basically this, it's about eternity after that. And I ask you, really let that just sink into your mind. What choice do you have to make? Do you have to make the big choice about your destiny? And that choice is following Christ. And if you've never done that today, I want to invite you. Just, if everyone here can bow their heads, close your eyes, let's pray. And everybody in the room, you can just repeat after me. Say, dear Jesus, thank you for, your, thank you for coming to earth. Thank you for dying for my sins. And God, I accept that you died for me. And I believe that you saved me, that you rose again, and one day I'll be with you in heaven. I confess you, Lord and Savior of my life. And I know one day heaven will be my home. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you prayed for the first time, please find me after service. I would love to chat with you and talk with you and just, and just give you some encouragement of what the next steps in your faith journey will be.
Guys, I thank you for joining us here today. I thank you for being here at Westover. I invite you to come back and listen to our senior pastor, our lead pastor, Pastor Jim, just giving a good word and just encourage you in your faith. Guys, we love you. We thank you. Enjoy the rest of your week.